0: Welcome back everyone to The Conspicuous Podcast. I'm Steve Cranston from Lilac Films and my Twitter is at Lilac Films. I'm really pleased to welcome back Stuart Walton, my co-host.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: Stuart is at Conspicuous CBM, and it's great to have you back, Stuart. Yes,
1: sorry to have sorry to been absent, Steve. But, uh,
0: uh, well, you were time. missed. You were missed. Thank There's the last one as well about um, about why some organisations feel like old boys clubs, because I know it's something you know a lot about. I do indeed. Being been old myself, you know, <laughs> that, uh, you know but
1: uh, I'm sure that uh, yourself and Eddie, uh, you know, had a good discussion uh, about it, and uh,
0: look forward to hearing more, more about that on the actual
1: podcast itself when it comes out.
0: And mentioning Eddie Wright, we're also joined again this week by Eddie, who is Mr. FSB. He's a member's advisor here in Staffordshire for the um, Central North Staffs FSB. And we're going to be talking today about you're charging how much, penetrative pricing, problems with it, but can you overcharge as well? So let's set the topic out here, okay? So this is something that I think affects a lot of new businesses. And it's something that I call penetrative pricing where... The idea is that you think I can break into this market by undercutting the competition. If I price myself lower, I'll pick up work because well, I'm offering pretty much the same service. So I'll price myself lower, I'll build up a database of customers that rely on me and then I'll creep my prices back up then from there. So let's put it to you both. Does that work? Does well, it ever work? That's been a business practice for how many years? Go yeah, I think- um, It goes back a long way.
1: It's just one of those things, people just don't have there's, there's a number of factors that, that, that play. So intellectually, you know, you know, not everybody's got access to, to what the prices are. So there's a price information gap. You know, and clearly you know uh, you know in classic economic terms uh, you know that that's an opportunity for arbitrage so you know if you, if you if you can get a better price for something in from market a in market a that, that you can buy and be market B that's trading that's the things that obviously most businesses are not trading goods and services a uh, good sorry you know a lot lot of businesses that we will meet are services business so how do you then price your 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 activity becomes Uh, you know, a more uh, uh, tricky um, proposition.
0: Now, partly, you know, let's say... Well, let's look at a real-life example. Why are graphic designers generally creeping their price down to as low as sort of 20 pounds an hour? Well,
1: Well, I mean, clearly there's a market price. So, I mean, so let's go back to graphic designers. A lot of graphic designers will set themselves a sort of around here you Know in Staffordshire, you know, and a and greater of seems to be around
0: thif- 35 to yeah, yeah I'd, say 40, I'd say 40
1: pounds just as a sort of a, a sort of rough number. And, um, you know, but a lot of them do creep down now, now. Partly, you could say, well, you know, I really want to work with Steve Cranston, I think you know, I'm really excited about what he does in video. I'm going to price it accordingly so that, uh, you know, I can work with him, I become his exclusive thing because you know, I think a, I'll you know, I might learn something from him, I'll spin off some benefits, you know, if I if I if I, you know, give them a good price, there'll be the things. That, or, you know, you could be, you know, you could, Steve, Steve, look, Stuart. Well, you'd be my graphic designer. This is a long-term commitment. I'm going to give you X hours per 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 month. You know, at, and and the price would, should reflect that because effectively, you what you're doing is discounting away the sort of search cost of finding a Steve Cranston customer. And as long as you pay your bills on regular time, why not? Because effectively, you're not having to spend on on mark your time or your, your money or marketing or sales activity. So that's a fair bargain. Clearly there's some people who have got no idea of the price, get in there and think, uh, you know, put the price, and it, really that's just a sign of them not understanding their own worth, understanding what people are prepared to pay, and you know, generally then just muck it up for the others. I mean, clearly there's also, you well, know. That on, is a- on, on the other hand, sorry Steve, Steve, Steve some people, you know, there's no point charging, say Eddie Wright comes up to me and says, you know, I want some graphic design. There's no point in me charging Eddie hundred pounds an hour if he can only afford, say, 50 pounds an hour. It is pointless activity. Now, either I don't do the work, or I come to some negotiation, or I find Eddie a graphic designer who can fit his pocket. And, and those are the sort of things that intellectually one is doing. But clearly some people are not going through those four processes, Steve. Over but doesn't
2: you. doesn't supply and demand come into this?
1: I was just
0: going to say, I've misbeen told to be shut up by Stuart. No, 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 It's no, been no. a while since uh, that's happened, so <laughs> no, 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 no. it's I a mean, submissive side of me coming out in this.
1: I mean, yes, it's, clearly supply and demand is there. But I would say that in, in most services that you'll see...
0: Okay, I know. It's my turn to jump back in, Stuart. You've had your say on this. I wanted <laughs> to respond to what you said on there as well. Because I think the important thing you, you talked about was... Um, the impact it has on the actual economy, your, your sector, I was at that there's a reason that graphic designers have to go in now at these prices, because when you start charging this and that becomes the expected price, people believe that all graphic designers should pay that much, it shouldn't cost that much. So it's incredibly hard work. I and mean, we have to do something exceptional as a graphic designer, unless you're like Saatchi Saatchi, then charging above that sort of like, uh, maybe 70 pounds an hour at the very top mm-hmm. end, um, you've got to offer something pretty exceptional to your customers, because the industry has been so devalued based on the skills that people yeah, it's, I, we could jump back to solicitors here. Your favourite topic, Eddie. Why do solicitors charge £250 <laughs> pounds an hour? Oh, because uh, they know that they don't devalue their industry. They, they can get away with it. And they, 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 no, they've totally undervalued their industry. They really, really have. They've overvalued um, their industry.
2: Yeah, well, um, you know, why are solicitors chasing ambulances? If they're not chasing ambulances, they're looking for employment yeah. uh, issues. Um, it's, it really is, you know, they have the no no win, no fee situation. Uh, and, and, there's, and think, there's no consistency with solicitors and, and I charges think
1: solicitors, you know and here here like they're preying on vulnerable people at vulnerable yeah, times yeah, you yeah, know you yeah. are you are you know you either in a flush of excitement you're about to do some big deal some big mm-hmm. excitement mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. or you are you've got serious problems and you know they'll just you know then solicitors are, are in my you know, in my opinion you know often you know yeah, I just, you know, well, basically, you know, no better than shark bottom feeding at the boss you know, at the end. At, uh, Say it you know, yes, as it is. I'll second that. I'll second yeah, that. And I, and I think, mm. you know, uh, you know, they're it, that's just the way they behave. You know, yeah. they're not, yeah. you know, they still wear a suit and gone, they may have some professional qualification. But, you know, you know nobody has ever taught them any ethics or, or, mm. or mm. business fair practices mm. from, from many of them I've met. Yeah.
2: You know, and I, I've come across, I think I was telling talking to Steve earlier on. Um, last week, last uh, week
0: Eddie, don't give the game away, we don't record these back to back (laughs) last
2: (laughs) week, sorry, (laughs) okay, Um, you know, quite simple, one of our members over in Willenhall, two brothers um, sheet metal working uh, business and you know, a pound's a pound, they're really scratching and they phone me up, he says Eddie, um, can you help me out, what's the problem says uh, our solicitor, why they say that, I don't know, they must feel they've got my own solicitor, our solicitor wants to charge us 250 pound to witness signatures on on two legal documents, 250 pound. So I think that's a bit too much, don't you? I said, I think it's robbery. And I said, leave it with me. He said, I know a solicitor over in Hensford. He's a good guy and and I do pass uh, work to him. Um, And I phoned him up and I said, how much would you charge? And he said, what for? And I told him and he said, 50 quid. 50 pound. Solicitous. How can you sleep at night? No. Really? And and,
1: and they're not the and, and that's not an isolated example.
2: No, I've got lots of them.
1: Yeah, would, uh, ridiculous. Uh, no, it,
2: it, it's it's <laughs> they and the frustration I get uh, is is they they are ripping off members, FSB members, um, you know, and, and they're just struggling. Not all businesses are making lots of money and driving around in big BMWs, no way. You know, I see the, the, the other end of the business where they are scratching around for a living, you know. Um, and then you get solicitors where they corner cornered. They need a solicitor, whether it's for debt collection or what have you. Um, and the prices just keep coming out. It's,
0: it's, it's just, it should be legal. Really, should I get so wound up with it? So, so let's talk about this then as well, because um the um, this really does lead into the socialism versus capitalism argument, which mm-hmm. is should you have an ethical responsibility on how you price yourself, or should it be purely a case that so if there's a demand there and you can get away with charging that much? Is there any ethical decision to be had there as well? If someone will pay that much for your service, should you just do it? So if I may uh, interject a, a moment of,
1: uh, you know, should say, economic theory? The answer is clearly supply does equal demand, and know, my mouth. And you know, at, at some point, you know, uh, if price levels, if you are offering a scarce com- commodity, and you know, you are, you know, and your time is, you know, so as you're selling your time. Clearly, you have to price it as a point that you, you know, you're not. You, know, you the sort of the whole thing balances out uh, in the sort of market equilibrium. That is all fine in theory. The problem is, excuse me, is when people price it. And then don't deliver the work afterwards, and don't deliver the goods. That's that's I think is is why I get upset about solicitors. They don't even do a very good job. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's an old boys club. They never, you know, never, you know, they never, you know, they criticise themselves. And if you get and meet meet and judges and people like that, you know, it's just as incompetent as 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 the lower ranks. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that they're just charging, and holding people to ransom. You know, and I can have the same rant about you know uh, you know members of uh, you know the accounting profession and other professions that we have in here. You know, they charge a price. But don't actually deliver the goods, you know, or, or the services or whatever you wish to be. And that's what's upsetting. It's not, you know, if they were actually generally delivering a solution and it was value for mo- they could demonstrate value for money, you know, and I accept that's probably sometimes tough for services good luck to them, they can charge what they like. But they're not mm-hmm. even doing that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It's 50 quid for a little signature, that's outright robbery. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Well, you know Stuart, there was something that you told me many, many um, years ago, actually, when I was a new member to um, uh, something that you were fully mm-hmm. part of, B4B, and um, you said, we talk talking about film and and, and selling it, and, yeah, and you sort of said, well, you know what, it's about the return on investment. If the return on investment is 20,000 pounds to the customer, and you can demonstrate that to them, it doesn't matter if you charge £10,000 to them, even if it's going to take you a day to produce for that. It's knowing your return on investment to that customer for yep. it. Because why should you sort of say, well, my day rate's safe, let's say £500, mm-hmm. but um, that customer's going to make £40,000 out of your product or service. Mm-hmm. Then clearly, sort of, there's only one winner in that, and it's not you. Did you share so, that, Stuart? Oh, Apparently, very is, clever. You know, it's I, quite
1: I'm actually, I, I'm one <laughs> amazing. Easy Maybe I articulate. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm very I feel, impressed. I feel I, feel well, I, feel I should, I should uh, we should mark this occasion. I'm going to click this.
2: Get a little I'm sound by out of that. Yeah, yeah. You've gone up 10 notches in my... Estimation. Oh, it's very There you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: But that is the epitome of capitalism, isn't it, as well? that um, We're in a free market and that is advanced of That We're relying on people's skills. You've got a skill that you can offer for that as well. And people are rewarded for their skills. Now, if you don't know your return on investment, then you need to have a look at your numbers and where they're out for it and and what the customers are actually doing with this. And a good place to start would be one of our previous podcasts we did with Tilly, which is why did my customers distribute my beautiful piece of graphic design, film, whatever it may be. Because... This is often the holdup with a lot of creative businesses, especially is that they rely on their customers to find the path to return on investment, mm. and they don't take them on that journey with yeah, they're, them. Yeah,
1: they're, they're certainly not proactive <clears throat> in in either no. in either presenting what the return investment is, or thinking about it, or helping their customers understand it. There's just an expectation, you know, almost. There it's almost like socialism, you know, please give me money so I can produce you a beautiful piece of art whether you need it or not. Well, that's not actually what, you know, how business (laughs) is done.
0: (laughs) Okay, so so while we're on controversial topics, let's bring gender into this as well because um, something I have noticed as well is that women, by and large, will tend to be the more passionate of the two about their product or service, but they'll also be the ones that will be more inclined to undervalue it and... I've never quite caught on to why that is, but there is certainly, I, I see this time and time again, that some um, proposals I get from um, PR companies that are female-oriented are always hugely better sort of like um, than some of the ones that were given by, uh, and, and, and this is a generalization, but by some of the sort of, like, the more male-oriented ones for that, there's a real attention to detail that goes with it, but there's also an inclination of uh, possibly a fear, you could say there, where they're, they're frightened to ask what they're actually valued yeah. for. That yeah. There's yeah. clearly more value to them than that. Any yeah. thoughts? No, I, mean,
1: I think I think your your observation is correct. I do as you know, well. Um, Absolutely.
0: The why is, is
1: difficult because clearly some you know on you know in a you know the free market perfect information you know they should be just as able to sell their services if you know clearly if, if they are offering as comparable standard to uh, the you know the male colleague uh, they should get the same price. Uh, why they, they don't feel they can do so is a bit of a mystery. You know, Apart from the obvious, well, you know, uh, you are know, are they more know,
2: passionate uh, about their product? Or, uh, it could be. Or could be. Pa- maybe you know, well, it's
1: not about the money, and you know, then they're, they're not. You know, I mean, there is. I mean, Rob Brown once said, you know, to to you know, some seminar, that, you know, women are great networkers, but the blokes, you know, but men, you know, are better at making a profit out of networking, and mm-hmm. and and, and, mm-hmm. and actually you know, going, f- going for the deal and, and mm-hmm. closing it up. So mm-hmm. maybe there's an aspect of that. Tell Sarah that. Yeah. <laughs> but you
0: know what? I, I, I'll tell you this as well, is that I think um, women can naturally and intuitively network. Men often have to be trained to do it. But mm-hmm. because they're being trained to do it, they make it into a process. So while they're not doing it naturally, they're not wasting as much time in what they're doing because yeah. they're doing it with a clear agenda. Women, I think... Women, I think, in general, enjoy it a lot more. The process of networking, the process of communicating with, um, with each other, to with know each uh, other, yeah, and, and getting to know each other, sort of like more intimately. With men, um, a lot of time that I think there's um, there's a lot a lot of introverts out there that find the process, even if they may appear extroverts, um, intimidating, scary, but know they have to do it. They train themselves how to do it. I class myself in the category. I wasn't a natural networker, but you can learn a process. You can learn how to how to become a good networker by looking at key things you should be doing looking at key ways to do it and making it efficient as well whereas when that's something's, a secret that's a secret the secret is efficiency when something is intuitive and you're just doing it naturally and actually it's, it's not saying that they're doing it not, it's not that like they're doing it well it's a case that they um they're, they're not looking at efficiency they've got as much time as a person needs for them they're not going to cut that person off whereas a man may feel i've got the end of where this is going there for this i've got a follow-up plan for this I'm not going to stand around now chatting about their kids and their holiday plans. I'm going to move on from them. And they don't get their deeper level to the relationship, which I think is why often you see with um, female businesses dealing with female businesses, their relationships last far longer because they're far more ingrained socially as well as on a business level than male companies are for this. Yeah,
2: Have they got something, was it the B&I call it? Oh. Farmers and hunters or something like yeah, Hunters, and farmers, hunters yeah, yeah. and farmers. got to explain that to me. I haven't oh, heard Basically, you, know, you get people coming in there, they're not bothered about relationships, whatever you do, they want to go in there, bang, get the business, and they're gone. And you get other people, the farmers, who are they building relationships, etc., long-term bus- business relationships, and, and, and that's going to be better for the business longer. Yeah uh, and and that's that's what the B and I um what is it the word it's not a philosophy but yeah it is one of that sort of idea that like, little their little sayings
1: is yeah. you know, you know yeah. a, <laughs> give its game yes Give like game. say be be you know, yeah. be, you know, be, you know right. be a hunter you know do right come thief right you be a farmer not a hunter but it's you know Looks something like, like that yeah. I mean yes it's an affirmation it is correct you know and are women more natural at the farming aspects of networking mm-hmm. and hunting, hunting i mean i do make an observation as well i mean this is not this is not a, a, a pejorative one it's just you know it's an observation of fact that you know, a lot of women we see in business around here are, are doing it in, in a sense as a, as a secondary activity to the main household income being earned by you know you know their, their partner uh, husband or whatever who you know in a sense and i use this in, in massive air quotes in him. I think, you know, has got a proper job, you know, is earning good money. In, and in his
0: opinion, it gives it impression he's got a proper job you know, and, and yeah, the wife and, should and, and have and a the bit wife part of fun is, doing so this. This is
1: a hobby, and so the sense of pricing reflects. The, Mm. that the 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 hobbyist tag that has been is either you know either it's consciously given to 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 the business by 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 the woman or unconsciously she's just you know she thinks she thinks it's a hobby and, and i think sometimes there's a bit of that plays in at a certain local level and especially if they if lack like confidence when they're not not very experienced this all sort of builds into the thing and uh you know they they this sense almost falling into the activity about
0: Do you think there's a fear of rejection in there as well? Possibly that as well. No, sort it like could, like be, it could be. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Can I just
2: say when I go and see a potential new members um, FSB, and I go in, uh, and and if I'm sitting in front of a lady, nine times out of ten they're asking more probing questions, a lot more than the men.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, and they really, to me because I would rather go and see ladies anyway. because they're more no
0: you're well, such a they're good one there Eddie and then you had to go and drop us in there. <laughs> well, Why is this Eddie? No, because, oh yeah, because yeah, you, yeah, you because, you, because
2: you know. they know what I can tell them the full value what we are. Mm. And they will they, take that on board. Okay. <laughs> good <laughs> answer. plus, good a, answer. plus well, one, done, well pulled out. Okay. okay. There well I did done. all
0: right there didn't I? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Sorry to see.
0: Okay, right. so so we looked at James but let's pull this back to pricing then as well. So wait, let's look at I'm sure we've all sort of said to someone, sort of like, really, you'd be charging a lot more for that than that. Um, but where should the basis of price yourself be? What should be the first thing you're looking at when it comes to pricing a service? And I mean from my perspective, it's stepping away from what you're actually delivering, stepping away from your passion and looking at it objectively and sort of saying, like, okay, I may love doing this, I may love making this, but I've got to get paid as well. So go on, Stuart. If you take that. I mean, I mean, obviously, you
1: know, from a from a, from a classic business point of view, um, you know, working out your break-even point is clearly the first step of of, of any business activity. And yeah. clearly, you know, there we're talking production, talking about knowing your costs, both variable and fixed, knowing what how time affects the the variabil- variability of your fixed costs over time, and they stand out. And, and I think the same applies to services as well. You can you can do that exercise, you know, and you can you know do a sort of bottom-up approach and say, you know. At some point, if I don't charge say, 20 pounds an hour, you know I'm basically losing money every day. And then clearly, there's a top-down approach as well. What is the market prepared to bear? What is it? What are my competitors charging? What, you know what. You know, how much can my customers afford? How much do they value my services? What can I demonstrate the value, you know, return investment I can give to them? You know, what is what is my skill level compared? You know, I, I'm a videographer. You know, I'm, I'm coming into the market. Am I as good as Steve Cranston? You know, is Eddie Wright, you know, as good a uh, 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 solicitor as, as as half the jokers that are in Stafford? The answer is clearly better. But but all those things have got to be taken back, and then you've got to set the price. And you know, and it's a constant thing. And also, do I want to work with some people? Is this a portfolio thing? This is gonna be a reference? You know, and the same thing happens in businesses, you know, and uh, when I was working at, uh, at uh, what, was, what is now uh, GE here in Stafford, you know, it was it was clear you know, there were certain jobs that we wanted to win, because we either wanted to introduce new technology for one of our sister units uh, around the world, it was important to keep that customer happy. We'd screwed up a previous job. We had to make this right this time round this customer to build a relationship. Or, you know, we we knew that actually if we just catch it at a sensible price, the work keeps on dripping in. You know, you can get too greedy. And there's a whole bunch of these factors. And you've got to have an honest discussion yourself. And and and, and what it's worth, you know, Apple, the iPhone, you know, the reason that their average selling price still maintains singing because A, you know, they do it's good marketing. It's a well-made product. The technology is uh, is, is sensibly priced. The whole package is well done. You know they're constantly investing in improving the product. You know, and, and so in a sense, slightly against the trend of the market, whereas your Android phones is sort all of going down in, in average selling prices, being commoditized. But you know they've they've got the proper brand. They've kept control of everything the technology. In a sense, you know, classic business execution done well. Uh, but that's not stopping a small business in Stafford being equally as 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 focused determined you know executing you know obviously st- their strategy but their tactics day in day in, day out to make sure that you know people value what they do and they can charge accordingly and i think you know if i'm looking at it now do people value what you do can you and if they do you need to charge accordingly and if people don't value because i think you're a joker you ain't going to it doesn't matter what you charge you think you can charge because it ain't going to be i uh, think but if people value what you do and you and you are sensible about your price. For the long term, you not get greedy. You will be able to charge you know a good profit above the
0: margin above the market for for many years to come. So Eddie, how about you then? You ran bargain uh, bargain boost franchises and had the shops there. So of course you were kind of oh the price was controlled. The price was set there for the there as well. Price was controlled, yeah. But I, I bet you had feedback from customers when prices inflated based on sort of like. I, I guess, sort of like changes in that economy, you get feedback on that as well. How mm-hmm. would you deal with that feedback? Will you get negative well, are, are feedback on Are we talking the about
2: bargain booze now, or are we talking about. You can
0: talk about it from generally. any aspect if you want, just generally. So, when. I've someone... just got to tell you
2: something first. Oh, right. God. I've got, go it, first. It's on my mind. So, at my age, I forget. So, I've got to tell you rather quick, right? I was with a lady, literally June, in stone, and I was amazed. I, I, I never get, but I was amazed. She made wedding cakes. And you know what she was charging for making a wedding cake? Now this is down to supply and demand and the, the product and whatever. She was charging between four to six thousand pounds for a wedding cake, and she got customers waiting for it.
1: Couldn't believe it, Stuart.
2: Fantastic. Wow. Would you pay £4,000 for a wedding cake?
1: Clearly, I don't value any 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 marriage ceremony <laughs> enough to pay £4,000, £6,000. No, sorry, Steve, but i just no, got no, to get No, 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 that's Fantastic. a really important Fantastic. point. Because
0: this is this is the important thing about it is that there are things that are far more important than your pricing mm. to a customer. Mm. And mm. this is, uh, I mean, this is how artwork by some of these artists out here. I mean, how can Damien Hirst sell some of his mm. Um, mm. artwork for mm. such mm. huge and vast amounts of money? There's um, uh, another one that I will mention as well but her artwork is absolutely horrific mm-hmm. but she's built a brand around herself a very attractive popular brand she's been endorsed by celebrities and people will pay whatever she does yeah. i mean whether she sort of like does something where she'll sort of like leave her bed um empty after a one night stand to take a picture of it and then sell that picture for thousands um i mean you can, i'm sure you can get who i'm talking about there from that yeah. but it's, it is just—it is just ridiculous what you, what you can do when you start thinking outside of pricing. That pricing is just one part of the puzzle. It's actually one of the least sort of like. Um, I guess negotiated on things for that. And one of the things you can do is when price comes into the equation, what people don't do is when they negotiate on the price, they forget to take out the product side of things mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. And in turn, we're not doing that, you devalue your service or your product from mm-hmm. that. If you sort of say, well, okay, um, I guess it's your first and buy from me, I'll let you have it for 300 pounds cheaper than it's actually worth. So rather than pay 1,000 pounds, you pay 700 pounds for it. All you can tell that person is, is that I will bend to make you, if you say to them, well, okay, um, I'll, I'll take 300 pounds off, but I'm also going to take off this, this, and this from the product, so you'll only get this. Is that okay with you? You've also devalued your product to match the devaluement of the money for that. Mm-hmm. And you've learned that that customer is only focused on your pricing if they go for that. Mm-hmm. So you know you haven't got a good customer there.
2: Don't you think you've got to target which kind of sector of the market you want to go to, go for? Absolutely. You know, you're at the top of the range or down at the bottom here?
1: Yeah, and bargain booze would be a classic example Absol- of that. You know, classic you know, example. Yeah, you know, you know, clearly it's, you know, you know you know, Biden cheap, that's right cheap. that was it that was yeah, it terrific. no but we had low <laughs> margins as well yeah yeah it was a low margin in, but right. low overheads as well mm-hmm. Yeah, you know from economic terms you know classic mm-hmm. you know um, mm-hmm. sort of you know almost uh you know it was one of those uh classic um you know sort of inferior products and from uh from a sort of income list has demand you know classic case economy's in mm-hmm. trouble actually they they make more money because people flock to it you know clearly in good times people go oh i don't want to go to bargain booze and, yeah, and and, yeah. and, and like, oh, i'll go somewhere more, more up market so clearly they're serving this particular niche at a particular time but competing on price very hard for bargain booze because it's easy to imitate mm-hmm. But actually not got no money to invest in the brand mm-hmm. or in a customer service or or or, or making a product a little bit more attractive mm-hmm. and you know they're, they're constantly hoping that the economy is uh you know is uh, is not great, or they can serve as groups of of market who are, you know, who you know, who basically don't have much income but want to want to mm. drink themselves to death, you know, to, yeah, put, it, yeah. to put it put it I Had a few customers like that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean clearly there's a market for that, but you know, can bargain booze. If the economy you know recovers and, and you know grows significantly in the next few years, will 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 shopping outlets and retail as a prime example. Like bargain booze, like the Aldis, like the Littles, have they done enough to move enough customers down to their to 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 to, to their you know pound lands to the to, to their thing and so basically permanently exclude them from going back up to, to the Waitrose
0: and, and and the Sainsbury's as
1: well. You know but in, let's, in very simple terms.
0: Okay, let's use a supermarket as an example here. And what yeah. the supermarkets have done that's very clever in the in the budget range, so your Alds and littles, is they've done a very much a, a one price. You pay this much for a a bag of potatoes, you pay this much for a can of beans, you don't get any buy one, get one, free. you don't get any of the 50% off, you get a a straight price. This Mm. is the price for it. And you're seeing actually now the big four supermarkets, Tesco, Sainsbury's, Asda Morrison's, responding and saying, Mm. hold on, we need to change our way. So they've moved the playing fields here from saying, we've worked out customers don't like buy one, get one, free. They don't like this because more often than not, they just want the best price for it. A customer wants the best price for yeah. the service in the value that they deem is fair for it.
1: Yeah, you know, I, mean, I mean, it's just an interesting, you know. I mean, Aldi Little are classic examples of um, dis- disruptive innovation. They've, capped, they've gone at the low end, captured a bunch of market, customers who, uh, you know, Sainsbury's. Uh, Tesco's originally didn't want, and they gradually nibble their way up, you know, and 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 great business. Start focusing on the branding. Now, at some point, maybe they'll go too far, you know, and, and somebody else will come in. But yeah, it's interesting to see uh, how they're going to do and whether they can, uh, you know, keep this up for the next few years. Because mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, but then other factors are coming in play. Land, you know, there's just not enough land in this country to to build these big these big stores. Mm-hmm. Can they get the, you know, can they train the customers, you know, to 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 carry on, you know, not not being against buy one, get one free, and and also then getting the shop staff, you know, having to pay them, you know, in order to do these multi-school jobs, you know. So, Well, that's going to be
0: a challenge out there, isn't it? When you've got a living wage coming in there, how viable is it?
1: Yeah, Eddie's just handed us, uh, uh, you know, a... Little something that uh, he it was is, in the. Uh, it was in the. I think it was the Sunday Express. I think yeah, it was living wage killing firms. You know what's this going to do for us all? You know so... Uh, we'll do a piece
0: on this actually. We'll do a podcast on the living yeah. wage because that is something that um, is is changing. I mean again. I think there's large businesses that could be more significantly affected by that, mm. so we'll see if mm. we can get someone better placed than myself and Stuart to be a third party on this one to discuss this with yeah. us. But um, it's something I'm watching closely because Steve has got to go, it goes down to the small businesses as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah, no, no, absolutely. What, what, I mean, this is what, true.
1: I mean, and a lot of these things, you know, you always feel that big business, you know, endorses sort of thing because they've mm-hmm. got the the systems and the capacity they can you know, to absorb to, yeah. to absorb it, yeah. manage yeah. Yeah. it, and things yeah. Yeah. like that. Small yeah. businesses, you know, yeah. Every time I see this, I think big business collusion with government.
2: Yes. Yes. You know, um, that's affecting the small business sector.
0: Yeah, much more than it would impact big Absolutely. Business, yeah. Well, they say that, sort of like, um, you get mm. your first employee wrong, that could put you out of business for that, and something mm. like the living wage coming in there for mm. that. Now, while I think everyone wants to be fair with wages being paid, mm-hmm. it's mm. a case that sort of, um, we're not charities as businesses. No, And, absolutely. and most of all businesses, like I say, quite a good portion of them on the breadline, that there, there's very little that it needs to tip them over and actually sort of just push them off the edge and make them inviolable.
2: There was, um, just on the radio the other day, um, research carried out the small business sector is earning 15% less than they were 10 years ago. Wow. That's the price you pay, being your own yeah. boss.
0: Absolutely. You know? yeah.
2: Absolutely. <clears throat> That was, that was a stunning, you know, that made me sit back on that one.
0: Let's finish on a high though, because I'm okay. going to draw this to, to a conclusion as well. So um, we've done our top tips on pricing strategy there, um, but just give us something positive to finish on on this one. What's the positives about pricing strategy? We're all going to be millionaires next year. Sadly, <laughs> uh, not Rodders, but uh, um, I, th- I think um, at
1: the end of the day, you know, to be positive at pricing, I think, um, first of all, do your research understand what the pricing is what's what is sensible pricing for your sector in your in your local market if you're a small business say operating in in staffordshire and be honest about you know your own skill levels compared to those of the competitors think hard about you know what value you're offering what is it the return investment you're really going to do and, and think yourself what problems am i solving for my customers if i'm solving a great problem for them you know, like, you know, you, Steve, you know, you're, you're putting out a video, It's going to bring thousands of pounds worth of new business, you know, and you can demonstrate that and you, you're clear, you know, you should stand firm in your prices and obviously, you know, make sure the person can pay, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But, but, you know, do not be afraid to ask for what you're worth.
0: Absolutely. And that's very much about it. Don't undervalue the skills that you have. That is the heart of the free market that we're in and yep. it's a great thing for that. So, please do share your f- um, thoughts and feedback on pricing strategy. Any tips that you've got for that, tweet myself at Lilac Films or Stuart at Conspicuous CBM and also share thoughts on topics that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Eddie, thank you very much for being yeah, on the pleasure. show again. i Enjoyed. Uh, Stuart, it was always a to pleasure
1: to, to, to talk to the Silver <laughs> Fox in person. Thank you very much, Steve. <laughs> See Before you all you next do. Monday. Cheers, <laughs> then, bye, Cheers bye, bye, guys. Bye.